Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my good nanny radio. MGN Radio. The best show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, and welcome to MGM Radio. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd, and my name is Tassie, and I'm the host of MGM Radio. So thank you for joining us, and thank you for those who will be listening later online um, to MGM Radio. Our podcast is the number one podcast on Blog Talk Radio for family, information, and entertainment. We interview celebrities, stay-at-home moms, working moms, authors, businesswomen, and men, anything that's of interest to the family and parenting community. And today I'm so excited because I'm chatting with Verlin Talton. She's the author of this fabulous, amazing book um, about, I love it, um, it's called Swift Walker, a Continental Journey, and um, she sent it to me, and um, my two girls, Zena and Yadi, you know, nine and seven, and they read it, and they loved it so much, and then I read it with them, so I can't, I just love, love, love this book. If you're on social media, go to our Facebook page, My Good Nanny, you're going to see a picture of the book, um, and we're going to be talking with her more, but before I um, continue, wanted to mention our conference is coming up, our sixth conference, Dare to Aspire Conference in Atlanta, April 8th and 9th. We're simply excited because, you know, we announced the major announcement, Lisa Price, the founder of Carol's Daughter, is our keynote speaker. And, you know, she started with $100 in her kitchen in Brooklyn and built a multi-million dollar brand that is in every store that you can think of. And then she sold it um, to L'Oreal, um, and um, she's still the face and still has interest um, in Carol's Daughter, and she's on HSN promoting the brand. And she's going to be with us in a couple of weeks chatting about profits, losses, and just everything about just building a multi-million dollar brand. So we're excited about that. Um, and our hearts and prayers go out to the people um, in Belgium. Um, my producer just told me that there was a terrorist attack, and we always want to send our prayers um, to anybody who was hurt or, you know, involved in that horrific attack. Okay, so we're going to come back. I'm going to give her fabulous introduction, and then we're going to chat with Verlin. So stay tuned. Selling with Kate and Bean is as easy as one, two, three. Step one, do what you do best. Create. Step two, pack and ship your items to our office. Step three, relax. We'll take it from there. Visit knbean.com for more information. Cheers. Hair Yum is the fastest growing vegan hair care product on the market. Hair Yum can transform your hair with one wash. 
cleansed with no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or detergents. The Hair Yum Collection is available now at HairYum.com. Take the challenge. Go vegan. Get Hair Yum at HairYum.com. That's H-A-I-R-Y-U-M.com. Your hair will thank you for it. All right, we are back with Verlyn Talton, and I'm going to give her her fabulous MGN introduction like I always do. Um, she's a wife, a mother of five. Wow. I'm a stay-at-home mom. She's a published author and a speaker. She's a native Washington, and she enjoys writing, being with family, the beach, music, and being on her front porch. She got her love of reading and writing from her late grandfather, Sir Haskins, who is a university professor in Washington, D.C. She has always been passionate about reading and writing and teaching. Whenever she gets a chance, she loves to spread her message to kids, dream big. She's, her series focuses on a young black boy, and her emphasis is promoting positive image for young um, children all over the world. So without further ado, and she's the author of Swift Walker, A Continental Journey, and um, her book was actually published, and we're going to hear all about this book. So let me connect Verlin. Hello, welcome to MGM Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, and let me just put it out there. She's, you know, a mom, a stay-at-home mom, and let me tell you, and she was had the flu, and she's getting over the flu so and then dealing with all her kids. And so please excuse her voice. I'll go ahead and put that out there. Um, and every you. mom that's on this call, every mom that's on this call, because I've been a working mom and stay-at-home mom, and I'm like, whoo. Okay, so mm-hmm. welcome to the show, Verlin. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, your book is so amazing, and that's why I wanted to get you on. So let's talk about the whole Swift Kent Walker, like how did you come about to write this book? Okay, that's a really um, fun story. Um, we were driving along, <coughs> excuse me, in our minivan. This was about two years ago. You know, us moms, we love these minivans. And um, I was just being silly, and I was talking with the children. And I said, what would happen is um, you started walking and then your feet wouldn't stop, and they started cracking up. And I said, suppose you walked out of your yard, and then you walked out of Virginia. And, you know, I just went on and on telling this crazy story, how you ended up in Africa, and, you know, you went all these places. And they thought it was just really, really funny. You know, I mean, they loved it, the whole thing about feet not being able to stop. And so um, I had written a couple of other books, but they weren't children's books, and I had published those. And I remember one of my children yelling, saying, you should write a book about that. And I said, yeah, one day I will. But I, I did it, you know, because I never planned to be a, a children's author. I was working on, you know, grown-up books. And I guess about a year later, <clears throat> it occurred to me, I was like, you know what, that would make a good storyline. I wonder if there's anything out there like that. And so... I sat down and I I tried to recreate what I told them about feet not walking, you know, and I wrote it and I went back and I plugged in some specific places and um, that's how it happened. I mean, literally, I was just really being silly, trying to be funny and telling this story and they loved it so much. I'm like, wow, 
maybe this will work in a positive way, you know, in terms of promoting traveling and, and different cultures and things like that. So that's how it came to be. Amazing. Ama- I love the story. I wish y'all could see this. Story. It's so cute. And I like, now you're a mom of five. How many, what are their ages, and are they boys, girls? Tell us about your kids. I have, um, let's see, three boys, two girls. My oldest daughter is um, 30, and she has two children, so I have two grandchildren. And then my twin boys, who are the youngest, mm-hmm. Let's see, they're seven. <laughs> so wow, they range from, from 30, 30 to seven. To seven. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Now, when, okay, one of the things I love about you is the illustrations of your book. Um, you, I mean, the story, and we don't want to give everything away, but like you said, the book is really about teaching children about traveling. And my girls were like, Mommy, Mommy, you know, they got the first page they turn is you went to Africa. You get to, you go to different continents, right? And mm-hmm. Africa is represented, Asia, Europe, and the pictures are so lovely. Can you tell me how you found your illustrator and, you know, what was that process like and what did you actually pay for your illustrations because they are very good? Okay. Um, good question. I went through a publishing company that's a little, I guess it's partially self-publishing, partially traditional publishing. It's it's hard to explain. So um, after they got the story and they said, okay, we think this is great, we can make this work, they had a choice of illustrators. And they said, okay, you pick the illustrator, you know, that you can afford. Um, I think... An illustrator costs anywhere from about fifteen hundred to two thousand um, dollars. I think I paid somewhere right in the middle, and so that's what happens. It's, it's not someone I picked out necessarily, but I picked him out from a group that I could choose from with that publishing company. Ah, uh, okay, okay. At mm-hmm. the time, okay. Yep. No, no, that's good. And like I always tell moms and women who listen to the show or business people, get a pen and paper. You're going to learn stuff because um, we, mm-hmm. we try and keep it real and talk about costs to help other people. Now, in terms of your publishing, because I see the back that you are actually published. So how did you find somebody to publish you, um, and what was that process like? Um. Well, I um, did like most people. I got my copies together and I mailed out um, query letters. And this was the publishing company that picked me up. Um, I wish I could say exactly how many. I didn't. I can't say I mailed out hundreds upon hundreds, you know. But I mailed out five here, ten there, another five. You know, I just kind of kept them going out, and then. You know, and this is not, I guess, the most professional way, but this is the real way. I was like, whoever picks me up first, (laughs) you know, that's the the company I'm going going with. And so um, Mascot picked me up, and um, like I said, they they read it. They said, hey, this is nice. We can do this. Um, They told me, um, you know, this is the procedure we go through. And like I said, they gave me a list of, um, artists I could choose from. And it worked really well, but I just want to put this out there because that was, like I said, it's a, a mix between self-publishing and traditional publishing. 
but I'm no longer with Mascot right now. Um, I still have what my hard covers. What? Oh, nothing's what happened. happened. My, my car oh, covers okay. are still there. They're still on Amazon. I have about 160 in my living room. <laughs> what happened was a <laughs> traditional publishing company uh, loved the story, and they were like, we want to publish this. You know, we want a series, and it really worked out great. So I'm actually in the process um, of doing more. So it's going to be a series, and there will be coloring and activity books and audio books. It's just this company, um, Plum Street Publishing. Um, Congratulations. I mean, sorry, Plum Street Press. They're taking it, like, to another whole level. It, they're amazing. Wow. You know? I mean, that's not great, Congratulations. but yeah, it, it's, it's really, they're doing some really, really great things, and um it's just going to be a whole lot more going on with Swift Walker. They're really excited, and they're helping me get it out there. And, again, that's Plum Street Press. I think I said it wrong the first time. But, yeah, so wow. that's, like, really, really exciting to have a traditional, you know, um, I don't have to come out of my pocket with money publishing <laughs> company, <laughs> yeah. you know, pick me yeah. up. So, yeah. Okay, so let's take a step back because I know a lot of women and men at home are like, I want to be an author and have a traditional publisher. Like we walk through the process, but we know it's not easy. We definitely know it's not easy. So let's take a step back. Okay, so with Swift Walker, you sent out, you drafted a letter, and you sent it out to different publishers. How did you find those um, publishers? Did you just go on the Internet? Did you Google, like, your initial letters that you sent? Okay. Um, first, I'm a writer, but I love to read as well. So I've got 2.5 million books about how to get your book published, you know, how to find publishing <laughs> companies. So I looked through okay. there, and, you know, they had um, different list of children's publishers. So I took that list, and then I Googled, like you said, to see if that particular company was still, you know, active. And so what I found out as a writer is you need to go to each site for each publishing company and find out what they require. You know, if you're writing a novel, they might require the first three chapters. But I was doing a children's illustrated book, and so all they wanted was just the story, the manuscript. And so that was really key because if you don't send them what they want, you send them too much or too little, you know, from what I understand, they won't even bother to read it. And so I had to go to each publishing company's website, and usually you can click on um, their requirements before you send a manuscript. They tell you if they're accepting manuscripts for someone unknown or if they're looking. I mean, you know, you just have to really read each website. Of course, I narrowed mine down to looking for children's um, publishing companies because not every company you know, publishes children's books. So I Googled, I read the requirements, and most of them just wanted the manuscript and a query letter. And a query letter basically says what your story is about, why somebody should read it, you know, what is it that you're you're trying to convey to your audience. Um, it may ask you how many words the story is, but it will tell you the information, like I said, they want. And so I just ran off copies and copies, and each query letter, of course, you know, you have to direct it to, you know, whatever the publishing company is. And that's what I did. I went through, I selected all the different companies I wanted to go through, and I mailed out the query letter along with my um, 
manuscript, some of them will tell you they don't want you to mail it, just email it, you know. So you just have to really read what each one requires, and then you just play the waiting game. You know, you keep mailing them out, and then you keep waiting, keep mailing them out, and keep waiting. And like I said, I said, I'm getting on the first train smoking. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I, I love that. You know, that's why I love MGM Radio, because when we talk to our our guests, they're so transparent and they love to share if people will listen. And the one thing from interviewing thousands of people is it's work. People think it's just easy, but I'm hearing you. You mailed out the letter. You, you know, you followed up. You wait, you know, you did a lot. And now you're reaping the rewards. You're published. Okay, so Mascot picked you up, and they're kind of like a mix between self-published because you had to pay some, and then they do some. How did this new Plum Plum Publishing? How did they like? How did they reach out to you? How did they even know about your book? Uh, great question. Um, someone purchased the book, and someone from um, the publishing company happened to see the book from their friend and was like, you know, hey, this is a nice book, you know, um, is this, you know, what's going on? I guess they recognize that with when you go through a company like I did initially, you're not under a contract because it's not traditional. There, There's no, um, there. I have all my rights. You know, so it's not like, okay, I'm going to be with them year after year. It's like, hey, put this book together. They give you a certain amount of copies. It's done, and that's the end. And, you know, you fulfilled your your contract, which was just publish these books, um, you know, help with some marketing, things like that. And so it's pretty much done. Now, if I want to go back to them, they'll still help me, and everything is fine. But this traditional company, it works a little differently because it's kind of like you're working closer together, and they're in it with you. And so basically they saw the book. They saw that it was a really nice book. They said, wow, we want to, um, we like to publish this, you know. We like to put it on the map. We like to have a series and and so that's what happened. Wow. It was just a matter of the book wow. being at the right place at the place, right time. At the right time. You know? At the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. I always tell my mom, you know, it's it's also, you know, who you know is important. Working hard is definitely important, but sometimes it's just being at the right place at the right mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Wow. We yep. are live with um, the author of Swift Walker. Um, you can see the the <laughs> copy of the book. It's very well done. Now, you said you're going to have a series, and before I get into your series, talk about, like, the image of black boys. Like, why was it important to you? Because he's a little black boy, and he's so cute. I love his hair. My girls just love their hair. You know, they're like, oh, mommy, hair yum, hair yum. They love the hair. So why was that important to you to, to write such a positive book for young black boys and girls, actually, but the character is a black boy? Why was that important to you? Um, I could not have asked a better question. That is uh, truly the passion of why I really wrote the book. Like I said, my intention was never to be a children's author. You know, I was writing um, adult books, and I was happy with it. But, um, you know, I told the story, and uh, they thought it was funny, and that was great, but I still didn't think of anything um, just going to any public library, whether it's in a public school or just in your neighborhood, it's very hard um, as a parent to find uh, positive images 
for especially our little boys that, you know, both parents are there, that there's nothing going on that's negative, um, there's nothing that is oppressive, you know, it's nothing where just bad things are happening, it's hard to find that kind of book. I just wanted to write a book that would be positive in terms of a, a little black boy could pick it up and see another little black boy and see him in a positive light. Yes, his dad is there, his mom is there, and he's going on an adventure, he's seeing different places, and that there are places outside of, you know, the United States where I live. Um, That was very, very important to me because I have three sons of my own, um, and it's really hard to find books that have only positive images written for little black boys, especially by black authors. And so when I said I'll go ahead and do it, that really became my passion and my purpose behind doing it because I literally went to my local library and started looking through bookshelves and trying to Google different, I mean, not Google, but look on the, um, you know, the the thing that tells you all the books that the library has. Um, It was just hard to find it. And then my other thing is I wanted him to look like a real black boy, not that there's such thing as a real um a brown skin, you know, not so light skin that you wouldn't be able to tell. And I didn't want his hair straight or laying down. I wanted, you know, just looking fun, shooting up all over the place <laughs> and and wild and fun. And so that really became my thing. You know, I'm like, wow, it's nothing out here that I can put my hand on. And, you know, my sons have curly shooting all over the place hair, you know, but they couldn't pick up a book that looked like them, positive story about a little boy who, you know, goes around and does what he does, and it just is light and fun and educational, not oppressive. And so, you know, that that became my real passion and purpose behind writing and, and having the illustrations look a very specific way. Well, I love it. I am so impressed. I'm so impressed because you're right. Um, from the illustrations and the book is very well done. Um, and, you know, even the places that Swiss visits are, you know, I learned stuff. I was like, wow, you know, South America. Me and my daughter were like, I didn't know that was in South America. And we consider mm-hmm. ourselves like we travel, you know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, I like that it teaches you. And that's probably why you were picked up because you're right. I don't see a lot of books for young black boys that, you know, really are positive. Like you said, not divorced or, you know, daddy in prison or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know mm-hmm. your book is mommy, daddy, everybody's going on this trip, you know, and it's, and it's very positive and my kids could read it. And I, I think it's going to be definitely a bestseller. Definitely. Now, could you share with us, okay, now that they've picked you up, what are some of the first describe what a manuscript is for people that might not know, and then what are some of the key differences or benefits of being picked up by a traditional publisher? Okay, um, the manuscript is just a fancy word for saying the story. <laughs> it's just a okay. story written down with no illustrations. So you know, the story is a story with the illustrations. When they want the manuscript, that means only the written. Were they don't want you know there are no illustrations included, no clip art, 
just literally the story. So that's the manuscript. In terms of the plus with going with um, Plum Street, it's just, um, it's like having a partnership, someone to back you up. They're not just saying, hey, we're going to publish this book and that's it. You know, you're on your own. They, you know, sometimes people can see things in you that you can't see in yourself. And so what the value is, is they just see this big picture, you know, like I said, audio. I never thought about putting Swift Walker in terms of um, on a CD so that a child, if you're traveling, you know, you can stick the CD in. They're like, hey, you need to do this. And they're just pushing me, you know, in a very positive, powerful way to say, look, we can get this out there. You know, this story needs to be um, pushed out there. It needs to be all over. And then I never thought about coloring books and activity books, you know, or anything like that. My thing was I got the book written, you know, and I just kind of said, whew, took a sigh of relief. But when they saw it, (laughs) they just saw had such a vision for it. So that's number one. Number two, going with the traditional publishing, they have a stake in it because we're working more together as a partnership. Um, When you go with traditional publishing, they put out money, you know, as well, which is different from the other publishing where you pay the illustrator up front. You do these. They have a stake in terms of helping to market and get the book out there. And so you have somebody that's working with you. It's hard for me to say, oh, guess what? You should uh, buy my book. It's really great. I'm really lousy at that. You know, I give a book away. I can talk about it if you ask me, but I don't have – I don't know. You're not a salesperson. Get out there. You're not a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but having a company behind you that they're going out and saying, "Hey, here's a new author that we've published." It's like, wow, somebody else is helping me. Somebody else is saying this is a great book, and so it's great having a partnership versus someone that just says, "Hey, here's your book." You know, congratulations. And so that's the biggest thing because they have a stake in it. They're helping to get it out there. Wow, and I love the coloring, but I didn't even think, like you said, audio, coloring books, who knows, a doll in the future, a Swiss, a Swiss mm-hmm. doll, a little, you know, that's the world mm-hmm. is out there, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> the mm-hmm. world is out there. Wow, that's amazing. And so they have a stake. They're going to help you with the marketing of it. They're going, now, where are they located? Are they located close to you, or do you have a lot of your meetings via conference call? How does the process uh, work? Mm-hmm. And talk? Yeah, they're in Louisiana, and, um, in New Orleans, I am in Virginia. So yeah, we we don't talk face to face, but telephone, email, constantly. But you know, the communication oh, wow. is great. I know what's going on step by step. You know, and like I said, they really are pushing in a really powerful, positive way. Where I would probably be dragging my feet. <laughs> you know, saying, "Hey, I'll get to this," and then it doesn't get done, and I'll get to it next week. You know, but I have someone that's saying, "Hey, how's this coming along? Hey, how's the deadline going?" Um, and thinking very futuristically and globally, which I definitely don't think about. But, yep. Mm. Now, what what is um, next? Okay, you've written this book. It's published with Mascot. Now you've been picked up. Are you working on another series? What what's what's the next thing that we can expect from you in terms of Swift Walker? Um, there are two books already written, and um, oh wow, they, yep. 
um, excuse me, they should be out sometimes in the spring. <coughs> Please forgive me. <coughs> um, but yeah, we have a uh, Swift Walk. I don't know. I don't want to give too much away, but um, <laughs> uh, Swift Walker in space and um, Swift Walker visits the oceans, <laughs> and so oh, it's kind of in the, in the same thing. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. And so literally that's what they're they're working on that will be published and it will be out this spring, if not sooner. Yep. Wow. And so that's and, and along like I said, with the coloring books and the audio. Yep. Wow. So and so they do all the they do the publishing and then they help you with the marketing, but you still own the book, but of course they're publishing yes. it so they get a percentage. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. It works well, especially when you have a big, a big company behind you. Wow, that is amazing! Congratulations, Verlin. That is awesome. That is awesome. Thank now, you. tell people that might not, you know, you better be on my good nanny. But let's say they're not. How can people get a hold of you to talk to you to buy your book? Can you share that with our audience? Absolutely. Um, I do have a web. Well. I have 150 copies in my living room, <laughs> and so I have a number and my email. Well, I can be reached. Uh, my email is I'll I'll just say the letters V like Victor, E R L T like Thomas, A R L T O N at gmail dot com, or I can be reached on five four zero four five seven eight two five five. And I have a website, which is www.myname.verlyntarleton.com. And if you go into Writings or Works, you'll see um, the Swift Walker book, and you can click click on that link, and um, you can order it on Amazon, the hard copy. So those now, are how much ways. is it on? How much is it? How much? How much can somebody um, buy it's for? Four, it's fourteen ninety five, I think, with taxes. Well, with Amazon, you know, whatever the taxes are, shipping and handling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fourteen ninety five, and with shipping and handling and everything, and I sign copies, it would be um, nineteen ninety five, and I do payment like through PayPal or if someone wants to mail me. Or, you know, we can work that out whenever you call or email. But, yeah, if you get it directly from me, sign, it's nineteen ninety-five, I believe. Yeah, it's about four. You know what? Four I, more I just had four more dollars. Yeah, so less than 20 bucks, you get the book. Yeah, I just yeah. had a thought, and I'm sure, I'm sure Plum Publishing has talked to you. Every second my kids bring home books, they go to private school, right? So they bring home books that they have to read. And it's I've never, to my knowledge, seen – your book is on the caliber of the books they bring home, but it's never mm-hmm. been uh, African-American, young boy or girl. This book, can, to me, why can it be in school's library? It's a very positive book. It's about travel. It's very well done, and it's on the same caliber of, as the books my girls bring home. So maybe that's something you can talk to a plum. I don't know if schools, how, they, how it works, but I just had that idea when I was looking at it. Yeah, it's excellent. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Excellent, excellent. Now, Verlin, a lot of people might say, okay, how does she do it all, you know? 
or you're a stay-at-home mom. Okay, let's take the opposite. She's a stay-at-home mom, so she has the time to go to the library and re- research. <laughs> you know, I'm working. I'm working my full-time job. I don't have that kind of time to research a hundred authors and then write a letter and send it out. Like, what do you say to them um, in terms of time management and how you actually wrote your first book? Well, first of all, anyone who is a stay-at-home mom knows that that's a full-time job where you're never off. <laughs> and so, um, say that again. Just balance, yeah. Just just balancing that is a job. Um, well, initially, I've been a homeschool mom too. I just put my child. My oh, children wow. haven't even been in public school for a full two school years yet. Um, so I was actually doing this and um, <clears throat> writing. But, I mean, I don't have any great antidote. All I can tell you is I go to bed very late at night after everybody is asleep, including my husband. I tiptoe over to my office, and I get online, and I write. And then when I can't do it anymore, I go to bed, <laughs> and then I wake up early, and I fix lunches, and I iron clothes, and I do all of that. And then the time that I get between washing clothes and cooking and all of that, I'm writing. I have paper and pen everywhere, even in my bathroom. Well, actually, I have a whiteboard and a marker. So if I'm in the bathroom and I get a thought, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. I have it in my car. I mean, literally everywhere I am, I keep paper and pen because you never know when that thought is going to hit and you don't want to have to wait, you know, and say, oh, wait until I get upstairs to my office or wait until I get home. You want to be able to write down whatever it is as soon as it comes to you. So I keep something to write with handy at all times in every room of my house, whether it's the kitchen, the living room, it's always a pen and a pad where I can write. And so I was constantly writing, you know, um, But like I said, being a stay-at-home mom and having three small children, you know, I was homeschooling, but my children are only seven and eight. So, you know, it's not like they're 10 or 12 and we've been, you know, separated for a while. They've been at home with me, and I just literally had to go to bed late, wake up early, you know. Um, If for some reason I didn't stay up 30, I was up at 3.30, and that's when I sent out my query emails, or that's when I would read, or that's when I would write. Um, You just have to find a way to do the thing that you really, really want to do. For me, it requires sacrificing sleep. You know, I'm not one of those people that has to have eight hours. You know, if I get two or three hours, and I'm not advocating that, (laughs) you know, that's just how my body is wired. Um, But that's how I got my writing done. That's how I got my research done. Um, of course, if I went to the library, I took the children, you know. We all love the library. And so they went and did whatever they did. I went and did what I did. But mainly it was working when everybody was sleeping. I was up, you know. Everybody was dreaming, and I was up scheming. <laughs> <laughs> and you sound very passionate, you know. And, and I'll have to do another show about stay-at-home moms. And, again, because I've been on both sides, so I appreciate both sides. And I, I just always think that people think sometimes when you're a stay-at-home mom that, oh, you're just sitting around. It's like the date time. My husband left this morning, and I was like, oh, my God, it's already 
one. I mean, it's they look up and time flies, and then you're rushing mm-hmm. to get the kids and get oh, that, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, wow. So Swift Walker again. We're talking with Ferlin Talton. Um, she's the author of Swift Walker, which we just drumroll um, found out that her book has been picked up by a traditional publisher. And um, it, it, there's so much, so much in store for this character, this character. What inspires you? Like, what inspires you? Um, hmm. I, I want to, more than anything, leave a legacy for my children. Um, I may not have a lot of money to leave and things like that, but I, I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave a good name. I want to leave something that says, hey, you know, my mother or my grandmother did this. You know, that's what my grandfather did for me. I was raised pretty much with him and my mom, and um, I always saw him typing away. He had maps all over the house. You know, he always read. I mean, all these things that I've kind of picked up from him, and he just always talked to me about, you know, get a good education and where are the seven continents. You know, he always quizzed me and he left me with a great love and joy of reading and writing, and that's what I want to do. I want to pass down something to my children, and not just something um, in terms of my life, but something literally, you know, in their hands, which is a book. I think books are one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful things that you can have, and um, to be able to leave, leave a legacy to my children and my grandchildren of books, uh, to me that's really really, really powerful. And so that's what motivates me to continue writing and publishing, just to leave a legacy and a good name. Yes. No, I love it. It's it's very true. And I'm so impressed, you know, with your grandfather, may his soul rest in peace, that he was such an inspiration um, to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what challenges, before you got picked up, what were some of the challenges that you faced um, being a published author and, you know, can you shed any advice for maybe aspiring authors or people who are just publishing or even have a book and they they want to get their name out or the word out about their book? Um, a challenge, and it's still a challenge for me, is being able to really open my mouth <laughs> and say, hey, I'm Berlin, I'm a published author, I have this great book. You know, I'm I'm still working on that. And it's like, if you don't believe in yourself, how with somebody else? You know, if I can't say with confidence, you know, about my own book, and so that's what I would say in terms of advice, you know, you just have to open up your mouth and, and get out there. I'm married to someone who's a total opposite. I'm an introvert. My husband's an extrovert. So unless you have an extrovert in your life <laughs> that can speak <laughs> for you, you know, you have to get out there and you have to tell people, you know, that you've written this book. I keep books with me. I keep them in my um, in boxes everywhere I go. I keep them in a tote bag. So even if I'm walking around in Walmart, <laughs> you know, and someone asks or I run into someone or there's a conversation, I can pull a bag out of a um, book out of my tote bag. So you just have to always stay prepared by keeping books on you or information, a postcard or something of how a book can be ordered. And you just have to really not uh, be shy about it. I'm, I'm saying that 
and I'm still working on it. But to me, that's the key, really getting out there and talking to people. Um, I've had to donate copies. Don't You can't get into the world of um, being a published author thinking that you're going to make money, and money definitely cannot be a motivating factor because yes. it's not, Say it's not about money. Yeah, it, yep. you can forget that. Um, go in yes. with some other yes. purpose other than I'm going yes. to get rich and I'm going to be on Oprah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, you have to have another passion, and, you know, I've already said what my passion was behind it. So you have right. to be willing to, you know, sell some copies, you know, give some copies away, yep. just get your name out there. I had to donate copies to libraries, to my children, to some other local schools, just so people can get the buzz going, hey, oh, I got this book, you know. And so you have to be able to give um, in order to yes. receive. To and, receive. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Um, and like I said, mainly you have to you have to put it out there. Unless you got somebody with you that's going to be your sounding board <laughs> constantly, you've got to just get out there and do readings, you know, offer. I'll come in and read, you know, to your daycare children, Um I'll come and read to the first grade class. I'll come and read anything where you can go and read, you know, your story and have get people's attention, uh, do it. You know, you're not going to get paid for that, but, hey, you'll get yourself out there. People will see your name, and people will remember your book. So it requires definitely a lot of giving up your time and your resources versus looking to uh, make all this quick money. It, it It's not going to happen that way. <laughs> yes, and I'm glad you said that. Um, you know, you're right. You have to donate with anything. You know, even when you start a business and you have products, sometimes to get the buzz going and to get your word out, you can't just think, "Oh, I'm, I'm money, money, money." You got to donate books, give books, give products, and that's mm-hmm. some very good advice. Now, how supportive was your husband in the whole process? Oh wow. Um... Well, I can't think of a word. <laughs> I don't think I could have done it without him, you know, because, like I said, it was money that had to be paid up front initially, you know, with the first publisher. Um, that was money definitely out of the budget. And there were times when I had to just close the door and say, can you please, you know, have everyone stay away <laughs> while I get my thoughts <laughs> together and write, you know, and he would be just wonderful about it, you know, um, sometimes even taking the children out. Um, he's my photographer. He's my chauffeur. <laughs> he's my social media. Um, you know, he's really great. As a matter of fact, he keeps telling me, Burl, we need to get a costume so I can go around to the school <laughs> dressed oh, up wow. as Swift Walker. <laughs> He's totally on board. Yeah, like I said, he's an extrovert. Oh, so, you know, yeah, he's, he's yeah. good at that. He loves it. You know, he loves the book. He loves the energy about it. Um, he's been totally supportive. He takes all kind of pictures. Anything I, Anywhere I go, my husband's going to be there. He's mm-hmm. going to be taking pictures. He's going to be setting stuff up, and he'll be breaking it down. You know, he's really great. Yep. Wow, that is a blessing. Oh, I love that. Love that. Shout out to all the the great dads and great husbands. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Yes, we thank God right. for them. Wow, yes. we have yes. like one minute left, Verlin. This has been so amazing. And I think you've really <laughs> shared some really great, great information that, you know, um, our listeners, you know, that are listening can can take. I mean, I hope you feel better and you get some rest. Yeah, I do. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I want to say thank you on behalf of Dare to Aspire. She's donating a fabulous book for our giveaway. Yay! So a lucky mom is going to win a copy of Swift Walker, A Continental Journey, and it's written by Verlin Talton. And, again, Verlin, tell people how they can get a hold of you before we end. Okay. My number I can be reached is 540-457-8255, or you can visit my website, www.verlintarlton.com, which is www.verlintarlton.com. Um, and I can also get an email, which is my first name, half my first name, V-E-R-L, and then T-A-R-L-T-O-N at gmail.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. Best of luck with your book. I can't wait to to read the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think it's amazing. Thank you again for being on MGN Radio. Hey, I'm honored that you asked. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Wow, well, that's we've wrapped up another show. Stay tuned tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to be chatting with the one and only Lisa Price from Carol's Daughter. She's going to be on MGM Radio. So you do not want to miss it tomorrow at 1.30 p.m. If you have not followed us, go to Blog Talk Radio and type in MGN Radio and follow our show so you won't miss any of our amazing podcasts. You can listen to the show live or you can listen to it later on the podcast, Rewind. Again, thank you. And again, tomorrow, don't miss Lisa Price on MGN Radio. All right. Take care. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.